Mansfield 103.2, the home of great music. A very good evening to you. I'm Tony Delahunty, and this is Legal Eagles. Every fortnight, we're joined by the best legal brains in the area to discuss a range of issues. And tonight, it's the turn of Banner Jones as we look at probate, inheritance, and more. Well, welcome into the studio, Sarah Naden and uh, and Count Wielden. Sarah, if I can start with sort of a building blocks of this uh, probate inheritance and more not not perhaps the easiest subject necessarily to talk about because we're, we're talking about what happens just as, as as birth happens death is part of life as well and it's if you like i suppose preparation for that that maybe too few people actually properly do is that right absolutely people don't like to talk about this subject because as you say it's 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 people don't want to talk about death and what happens but we find that if people talk about it prepare for it and plan they can have a better outcome somebody said to me the other day it's a little bit like an umbrella you know get the umbrella up because one day it will rain yeah that could be a long long time ahead but it's having that satisfaction of knowing that I've got my affairs sorted out. I know that the cat, cat's going to be looked after. Yeah. Oh, 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 I wasn't referring to cat wielding <laughs> in this year. But there must be a great satisfaction. You must see that satisfaction when somebody has got their affairs sorted yeah. out. Um, we see people who don't even realise they need an umbrella or that it might even rain. So we're, we're starting from that level, really. Um, but yeah, buy an umbrella, make a will, get your affairs in order and just don't leave the rest of your family and loved ones with... Uh, what is a really, really difficult thing anyway to deal with without any plans. The old films of, uh, of stories when a will was going to be read, because you guys usually read a will with a, uh, in pinstripe suits, and uh, that's if they were men, with glasses at the end of the nose, and said, you're all here, the family, and the family all sat at this table, and uh, Uncle Jeremiah had left uh, a million pounds here, and, and, and the land in Jamaica to somebody else, and all that sort of thing. And then there's the, that, a white-faced individual at the end of the table said, nothing for me! And, and and that was the old sort of wills that perhaps we learned about by watching films, etc. We can do that if people like, but uh, generally we're not really the Dickensian model anymore. We have tend you read to, a will to a, out to a whole group of people? We've been asked and we, we have done it on occasion, but it's it's quite an unusual thing these days. We, we photocopy and send it out in the post. It's a lot easier. Well, let's start with, with a will. Now, I wonder if we can we, we, not play a game, but I, I'll be an individual, if I may. Uh, and I've decided somebody's advised me, told me, Citizens Advice Bureau, whatever, excellent outfit. And they've said, you need to make a will. You make, make sure everything's all right. So I come in. What sort of questions? Well, should we, should we let Kat yeah. into this one? Kat, what sort of questions would you ask me, first of all? I would find out whether you were married. Um, yes. Because, obviously, if you've got a spouse, then, then they should also consider making a will as well. Um, we would ask questions to see whether you've got any children, what sort of ages they yeah. are. Can I answer them? You can if you yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah. I'm married, <laughs> I have two children. Okay, um, and how old are your, your children? Uh, one is uh, eight, eight, 19 and the other is 17. Okay, so they're obviously old enough to, you know, so that you don't need to appoint testamentary guardians. What on earth is that? So if you've got minor children, then you need to look at making provision for those in case you die whilst they're still young. Can I interrupt you there? My, my boy is still at, at school. I'm paying for his education. Would I? Can I? Can I protect that? Absolutely. So you can you can obviously create trusts within the will, so that um, you know things are managed for whilst they're still still young. Let me stop you. Remember, get these legal words. <laughs> I, yeah, I've got to understand them as well. Trust. Explain trust. 
Trust. Well, not that you trust me. <laughs> what you, trust me, I'm a lawyer. In a way, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. I mean, it's a, a trust is you, you're letting other people look after things for you. You trust them with some money. So if, if you go down to the school PTA, you hand over money for your cake stall. Who looks after it? A committee of people on trust. So you, you, it's you as get basic as that. Yeah. So could, could Kat, for instance, if she's doing my will, you're doing my will, aren't you? You could be one of the trust, trustee, trustees? Yeah, absolutely. So we can be appointed as professional trustees. Um, what about my Auntie Violet over here? She, she's the one in the family who... We've heard Auntie Violet's not very good with money and she's generally down the pub. So maybe you might want to think twice well, about Auntie yeah, Violet. But Uncle John, he's, he's all right. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's fabulous. Well, let Uncle he's John good, in. Yeah. Yeah. So those you and he then would become the, the trustees of... Of my, and parts of it could be laid out for the benefit of my son or my daughter. Absolutely. Or the local cat's home. <laughs> not not your own cat, but <laughs> my cat's home. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So that's what. So you're going through this explanation. Mm-hmm. So you, now you want to know what I've got, do you? Right. Yeah. So we would look at your assets. To I've got see a hut. To see what sort of advice we would need to give you in relation to inheritance tax. I've got a house. Okay, so what sort of value is that? Well, let, let's let's say it's one hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, so provided your estate is under three hundred and twenty-five thousand pounds, then you will obviously be okay for inheritance tax. My estate, well, there's lots of houses on my estate. <laughs> <laughs> we basically want to know roughly what you're worth, All and right, to make sure you've got enough to provide for everybody yeah, you need to provide you for. You're acting a fantastic role as a dictionary in that for in that for the legal dictionary in the, in, in, in the far corner over there, um, and. and Maybe we'll sell copies of that after the program <laughs> serenaded. So we're talking about an estate. What, what it really means is what you've got. What you're worth. So what you've got. I've got a car. Bank accounts. Got a bank account. Well, I did have this morning. She's gone out to, to Meadow Hall. So that's what I mean. I've at the end of the day. Uh, my bike. Yeah, collection. I've got a stamp collection. Stamp collections, we like those. Me watch, that's worth, no, not very much, but go on. If you've got any insurance policies or oh, premium so bonds. Insurance policies. Shares. Yeah, there's a lot. So, so you put we, it all together. We look at all of that. And what's that flat line you said that I need to be below? So 325,000, that's the threshold for inheritance tax. Does the whole house come in that as well? Everything. So everything will be included. There's other rates these days for the house, but the the starting point is if we work out you're less than 325, we can can make life quite simple. If you're above that, we need to look a bit more detail, what you are, who you are. If I'm over 325, can you, can you, can, are there any ways that you can legally reduce that, Matt? Can we you can advise de- on that? Absolutely. We can look at all of that. It's very much an individual circumstances. We sit and have a look what sort of assets you've got. If you leave things to charity, it might reduce the tax. It's, you know, we, we look at you as an individual. Right. It? So it, it all doesn't happen in the first day then when I, when I come and see you, Kat, eh? We would take as much detail from you as we could, certainly throughout that meeting, but it may be an ongoing process, you know, if you if you need to gather together information about your different investments. Um, before the meeting, we like to send out a questionnaire to give clients some sort of understanding of the sorts of things that we ask so that you can prepare and plan for that meeting. Um, but obviously sometimes it can take a little longer to find out that information, but we'll, we'll guide you through that process as we go on. Is that information private to me and, and, and to you? I mean, if I say I didn't, hmm. I didn't want my wife to know what was in it. I didn't want my son to realise that the trust I'd set up. They don't need to know that, do they? We have that client confidentiality with yourself. So, yeah, so I don't want to take the will home either. What happens there? Do you, can you... We do have a lot of that in some instances where people don't want other people to 
to know about the contents of the will because they might be, you know, in a vulnerable situation. So we'll we'll work with them and, you know, do what we can for them in terms of, you know, restrict um, complying with their wishes. Yeah. Um, we don't, you know, we don't have to send things out through the post. Um, we can send things electronically by email if that's easier. Or, you know, if, if they're elderly, sometimes it might be easier to bring them in and actually sit down with them and go through the draft will and, and explain it to them. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's whatever works best for our client, really. And, you know, we, we do try and stick to a, you know, a, a routine with the clients. But if, if someone's asking for something quite specific, then we'll work towards that. I'm going to ask for something quite specific, but not just yet. That will be right after these. Mansfield 103.2's Legal Eagles, brought to you in association with Banner Jones Solicitors. Discuss your legal matters with Banner Jones Solicitors on Mansfield 675 800. You're listening to Legal Eagles, my guests in the studio. The solicitor I'm visiting is, is, is Cat Wilden, who we'll put it into that role playing situation. Uh, and and with a, we've got a legal, <laughs> legal dictionary, the head of the, the, that, that particular department on probate inheritance. Uh, and Sarah Naden's acting as our, as that legal sort of voice to come in from time to time. But we talked about how it, it's in privacy uh, and, and they look at particularly what I want to do with what we call my estate. It sounds rather grand, that, wouldn't it? You know, Chatsworth, that would be a good estate to have, wouldn't it? The estate of Chatsworth. No, my estate is, is what I own, what I have in shares and everything else. But what about things other than that? Uh, I want to be. Um, I want my ashes thrown in the River Mersey. No. Okay. Can well, I put that in the will? You can if you want to. We do have all sorts of weird and wonderful. I don't want them in the River Mourne. I want them in the River Mersey because I'm from Liverpool. <laughs> we have all sorts of weird and wonderful requests. Obviously, within wills, um, funeral wishes are not legally valid or binding, um, but there might be someone you know available in the family that would be prepared so to you, carry out those wishes. You can't force them to throw my ashes. Not at all. No. So, well, what can you do uh, as, as far as my, my wishes are? Uh, can, can, can I, uh, no form of ceremonies, anything like that. If I said I wanted to, uh, £10,000 put aside for a fantastic funeral with a horse and carriage drive. Would, would that stand up in the you world? You can certainly my, make my those wish. requests. It's, it's obviously your wish. Um, if your estate was, an, was a size where those sorts of expenses, you know, could be funded, then it's, it's certainly a request that you make. Um, at Banner Jones, we have organised funerals for people before where they haven't got any family members to be able to carry out that role for them so you know if if we have a side letter of wishes explaining where they would like their ashes to go or where they would like the service to be conducted then we would certainly do our very best to to make sure that that happens you're talking about a side letter that so you, you can have something on on the side of it as well yeah so it depends how detailed your wishes are, really. I don't want um, my Uncle John to come to the funeral because he owes me five hundred quid and he never paid it back. Could that, could that go in out of the will? Put it in your side letter. Yeah, you put that in. And, and it, that would not necessarily be binding. It's not binding. Because I can't stop him because he'd probably lean over the fence. I know him. Yeah. That's right. Uh, that, that's <laughs> we have organised lots of funerals where people don't... There's no publicity. It doesn't end up in the paper. We don't tell anybody. It happens at nine o'clock in the morning because that's what the person who passed away wanted. When, when people come to, 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 to see you, um, sometimes they're, I suppose, amending their wills because things change, don't they? 
husband and wife getting on quite happily, partners or, or whatever, in, 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 the, in the living together sense, uh, sense of the world. That doesn't always stay that way, does it? I mean, so how do you change your will and, and how often perhaps should people review it? It's quite easy to change your will. Um, you know, we just offer an appointment service where they can come in and have a chat with us. I mean, we do say review your will every five years as just a, a rough guide unless something quite significant happens, such as a death or a divorce or a birth of a child or, you know, with changing financial circumstances as well. So all sorts of things can trigger off a review to the will. Um, and we, you know, we welcome people to come in and talk to us about it because... It, well, if, if somebody's happily married and they part, times move on, these are sad things that do happen, mm. and there are children from the first marriage, etc. Mm. Can the mum or the dad, in making a will after they've remarried, can they put something into their will to make sure that the children from the first marriage are... Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. There's all sorts of things that they could do there and we would, we would discuss all of those options with them so that they've got the choice and the advice to, to obviously support that and then they can make the decision that best suits them and their needs. Now, we've talked about somebody making a will mm. and then, as you said, you can keep the will you can, you can start, if they don't want to take it, take it away, etc. Mm -hmm. But what about somebody who comes in to see you and they, they come in and say can't find my husband's will. Unfortunately, he died a, a few weeks ago. I thought I was going to have the house. And, and um, what do I do now? What happens in that in that sort of situation? What can you do there? It can be a very tricky situation, and it happens quite a lot because obviously you've got someone that's that's bereaved, and you know they're not always looking in the right places. So we can obviously give them some help and guidance to try and help them locate that will. Um, I mean, we we keep a hell of a lot of wills for our clients in our strong room. So, you know, if it, if it's a client that's used another firm of solicitors in the past, then it's always a good idea to to make contact with those firms to see if they hold the original, because it may be that they they don't have their copy at home. What if you just can't find the will? Let's go to our legal dictionary on that far side again now. What if, it, it, the, the, there's a word, isn't there? That, that if you, it, you go into, uh, you don't go into prison, <laughs> but you go into administration. Is that, yeah. is that what, what, what? That, That's for where there isn't a valid will. So it might be that there's a, a will's been made, but somebody's ripped it up and destroyed or it. Or you just cannot find it. Or you it. cannot find that there was a will. Is there a time spell for that? When, when, when no, there's no that? time spell at all. I mean, we sometimes we get consulted on matters where someone passed away in the 70s and no one did anything with a piece of land because no one knocked on the door and told them to do anything and we're trying to piece it together sort of 40 years down the line. Wow. So you have a fair amount of investigative work. Absolutely. Is that correct? But if there is no will, and we know there's no will, what actually happens then? Do the government run off with it all? Uh, no, hopefully not. There are things called the intestacy rules, which Who? sound the intestacy rules, which sounds rather grand. <laughs> it's just a set of rules that tells us who inherits. So it could be, you know, if you're married, it'll be the spouse, the children, parents, sometimes distant cousins. So you often get these TV programs where they're advertising for for people who might inherit on the estate. It's that sort of situation. We have to get family trees drawn up sometimes. Yeah, 
newspapers you I've seen them I, 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 I'm getting the wrong newspapers I always check to see is that name anywhere near my name or anything like yeah. that well, it's actually appealing for, for people to, to come forward you do get some of that but we will uh, often employ proper genealogists who come up with these family trees and we are hunting down the, the distant long lost relatives of these people quite well, exciting I suppose if it's someone you, you don't know who's passed away and left you several thousands of pounds but if, if, if somebody has gone into uh, because they're dead and now it, their estate, yeah, their money is, is, is yeah. in administration and there, there is a, a wife or whatever. I mean, what, how do you protect her? How do you, how, how do you act for her, Cap? It, it depends on the size of their estate, really, because obviously if you die intestate, it doesn't automatically all pass to the surviving spouse. So, you know, we have to you know investigate all of the assets um, that are involved to identify what was owned by the deceased in their sole name together with whether there were any jointly owned assets with the surviving spouse what about insurance policies things like that because sometimes they have a, oh. uh, a beneficiary don't they yeah absolutely so, so we would have to write out to all of those companies and organizations to identify exactly what the date of death valuations of those individual assets were to be able to sort of look at the the estate as a whole and then deal with the administration it does strike me um, that uh, if somebody's made a will or they have an initial cost in making that will and getting it it, 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 it properly sorted out but going into administration, I would think, would, would that be in your legal dictionary more costly? Oh, absolutely. Mm. And it's just about not having any nasty surprises. Um, if you plan ahead. Um, a little bit of money spent now making a will will save a lot of time, money and heartache, ultimately. Nasty surprises. I wonder what they could be. We'll find out after these. Mansfield 103.2's Legal Eagles, brought to you in association with Banner Jones Solicitors. Discuss your legal matters with Banner Jones Solicitors on Mansfield 675 800. We're talking about probates, we're talking about wills, we're talking to Banner Jones Solicitors who are really up on this subject. And uh, I'm talking to Kat, Kat Wielden first at the moment. Kat, you talked about nasty surprises. You know, what's the nastiest surprise you've had? Well, sometimes you don't... Um, beneficiaries who think that they're going to inherit might not, not not necessarily inherit anything or it might not be in the proportion that they would expect. So, you know, we have a lot of it with children where they can be not included or not seen as equal to other children in the family. So in some instances, it can get really complicated and quite difficult. Can dependent children challenge? Absolutely. Um, we have a team that specialise in that, um, that's separate to, to our department. So that worries me a little, because that would mean that what was my intention, if I was a willmaker, um, might not happen because it's open to challenge. Absolutely. I mean, certainly we have seen there to be more challenges um, with wills, but that's why it's really important that um, you make sure that you create your will and you, you get it done professionally to obviously help eliminate any potential problems like that. Uh, let me ask you, Sarah, in, in that situation when you're making the will, would you lean over to me uh, when I was saying I wanted 50% here, 30% here, 12% here, and whatever, uh, would you lean over to me and say one thing you've got to be, be careful of, Mr. Delahunty, is that you know you don't, this will doesn't become 
too lopsided or anything like that would you you warn me absolutely i mean part of what we do is we look at your circumstances and if we find out that actually you're not planning on leaving your wife anything at all in the will then there's um, a thought yeah (laughs) well you know you might might be one of these second marriage situations and you're not planning on leaving the wife anything you want to leave it all to your children what if she's gone off or he's gone off let's 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 be fair about this be neutral on it uh one one or other party the will is made by both joint wills and we'll talk about them in a bit and off she's gone she's run away with my producer craig priest um we're getting rid of the producer (laughs) double whammy Um, no seriously what happens in that when, when off off she's popped? I don't want her getting from my will anymore. Well, if you're going to get divorced, then there'll be a settlement dealt with in that way. Oh, so. no, I don't want to spend money getting blooming divorced. It costs too much for you lawyers. For well, I just want her out of my life. Now, how do I get out of my will? You can write her out of the will, but you'll probably find it'll be much more expensive ultimately because it'll be challenged. You've got to deal with things. You've got to. We make people face up to a bit of reality when we're writing the wills and make them realise the issues they've got to deal with and look after people that must be an emotive thing does that happen cat often do you get situations where people come back in and see you and say well five years ago you were great and absolutely um we we get all sorts of situations where people don't want to leave other people things for all sorts of reasons and we have to take it seriously but we also you know sit them down and and give them the advice to make sure that they've thought about the consequences of doing that i read a dreadful sad story in a newspaper the other day about a husband and wife coming back from holiday three kids but the kids weren't with them and they were were killed in a car crash Mm. And that brings me on to the subject you talked about before, joint wills. And this is a really necessary protection in those, in those sort of situations. It's who would look after the children. Can they go in the will? Can, can it say that it, it, it's granny and grandpa or have agreed to look after the kids and therefore if anything happens to us? Can, it, can you do that? Either of you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the hardest decisions people sometimes have to make is who would you trust to look after your children? Very often they can't decide and agree upon which side of the family ought to look after their children and it delays people making a will but yeah you've got to face up to it because do you want social services stepping in and deciding for you so there are so many important things not just the the money the estates you know pets sometimes people are very very specific well like her cat this person can we have the name of this person who wanted to put a cat down i want to get onto the cat's protection league (laughs) why why would somebody want a cat put down at the end of well ironically anyone else to have the cat ironically this lady was leaving all of her money to various animal charities i think she felt that um, nobody would look after her beloved cat in the same way she would so she asked in her will if the cat could be um, humanely put to sleep we, we, we didn't follow that wish because somebody wanted to look after the cat can you leave an animal to somebody you can they don't have to take it though you can leave, I can leave my goldfish or anything like that they don't have to take it and if they don't take it, it ends up in your offices. Uh, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. We're, not, we're not that good at looking after goldfish on well, the Well, one weekends. of your branches is in Chesterfield, so I imagine you've got sheep and all sorts of... <laughs> and cow, all culling around and uh, not culling Th- There is always that potential, but we, we're generally very good at finding somebody a bit better than we are. We're really good at wills, not really good on animal care. Yeah, right, OK. So we've talked about probate, we've talked about making wills, and probate sorting out what you get at the end of it. Is it you versus the revenue? Um, us with 
and versus the revenue. I mean, we, we get experts involved if we need to, but a lot of people, if they plan their affairs properly, we don't need to be fighting the revenue. It's all very clear and um, people know what they're going to get. How old do you have to be to make a, to make a will? Can, can a youngster make a will? Well, you're meant to be 18, but if you're in the, the army, you can make a will at the age of 16, because if you're on active service at the age of 16, so you army, need to make Navy, a will. Air Force. Yeah. Well, yeah, but otherwise it's 18. But very often we don't get many 18-year-olds popping in because they don't have an awful lot to leave behind. It's generally when people start to buy their first house or have children, they've got a pension, life insurance, that's when they need to think about making a will. Do you leave a pension to people? You can do. Um, pensions are really tricky things and, and people generally don't think about their pensions, so we do offer a specialist service to, to review their pensions as well. No. It could be very what, valuable. Cat, what's the oddest thing that you had somebody leave? When, you, when you've gone, sort of, what? You've put me on the spot now, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there must be some odd things sometimes. I'll let you go to both of you. Have you had it? Uh, we've had some strange wishes about funeral about, about somebody's ashes being scattered off the Humber Bridge once. Well, um, I was going to have mine in the mirror. Nothing wrong yeah. with it. Obviously, a seafaring e- ex- or something. Except the two sides of the family didn't agree, so the ashes had to be divided up into two. So half could be scattered off the uh, Humber Bridge, and the other half, I'm not really sure what happened to them. But we we get strange things like that in wills. Oh, poor chap got divided, didn't he? <laughs> sadly, yes. I did once have a lady that wanted to be buried with a bottle of vodka on her mobile phone. Uh, with the phone switched on? Yeah. You never tried to call her afterwards, no. did you? <laughs> when she reached upstairs. Yeah. Bo- and did, it, did that happen? Did you do that? We did put that in a will, yes. We covered it in a side letter. Um, was she cremated? <laughs> no. <laughs> Buried with a mobile phone. Oh, my goodness. Some people never let it out of their hand, even at, that, even at, even at the last minute. <laughs> um, when you, you talk to people and they're, and they're making a will, sometimes... I imagine they're, they're quite nervous in, in saying why they want to do something. I mean, apart from being lawyers, how do you handle that? You have to have a sympathy, an empathy? Absolutely. You definitely have to have an empathy um, with the clients. Um, we're very welcome, welcoming to the clients in the office. Um, sometimes we'll offer a home visit service if they're more comfortable to discuss these matters at home. Um it's not it's not always easy um but we just sit there and we listen and we you know we give them the guidance um you know to reassure them that uh, you know we can help them look after their affairs i heard a, a story once um that a, a, a lady told me that she'd bought or she thought her husband had bought bought life assurance and um about five weeks earlier, the the, the life assurance man had uh, made a presentation to them both, and they, they 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 did what they thought was right. They decided to think it over, and then she thought that her husband had put the policy into force, and the the life assurance salesman came back uh, and said, uh, uh, "I wondered if your husband in. Um, I wanted to to see if he uh, talked to him about the insurance." And she said, um, "Well." Didn't he take it out with you? And he said, "No, no, that's why I've come back." So didn't you know? He w- he was killed in an accident last week, mm. and he didn't take out any insurance. Is it the same sort of situation in a way that can happen in a will can leave things? Okay, it's not the lump sum of money that would have come from a life insurance policy, but it's a. Uh, that protection of, of your affairs. Absolutely, and this is one reason why we like to ask a lot of questions initially at the first meeting when they make a will to make sure that they have put all of these in place. Um, you know, we have 
found things before when we're reviewing the wills about the pensions where things haven't been set up properly. So, you know, we have a specialist team that, that can help put those things in place whilst you're still doing the will so that you can have that control over it and also the reassurance that everything is actually in place and not just that you think it's in place because nobody knows when the time's going to come and you know it can be very sudden dear listener you might be thinking to yourselves well i haven't got very much do i really need a mill a will even a mill yeah a will do i really need that find out more right after these mansfield 103.2's legal eagles brought to you in association with banner jones solicitors discuss your legal matters with banner jones solicitors on mansfield 675 800 you're listening to mansfield 103.2 taking the veil off wills and the stories that go behind them no names no pack drill just the stories and we'll start off with one of our two solicitors in the studio from uh, banner jones and it's sarah needing you've got a strange story i have it and it's um, a lady who'd passed away and we had to find out about pensions and whether her husband had left a pension and it eventually transpired that her husband ran this private little business from his shed in the garden (laughs) and you know we're in the sort of steel world aren't we he made chastity belts for middle eastern women who were flown over and fitted up with a chastity belt in his shed so hence the business he didn't have a pension (laughs) she didn't know she i think she did know that he was fitting out chastity belts in his shed she could hear him going click clang Uh, yeah but but the the reason for asking is did he do any testing (laughs) I didn't like to ask. I just wanted to know whether he left a pension for her and we ne- needed to deal with it. I didn't want to ask too much more about the chastity belts for obvious reasons. But, uh, yeah, true I you, story. I bet you found it difficult to get your face straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm just glad I didn't have to deal with his estate, really. Uh, OK, fine. Right, what about you, Kat? You uh, have one we, recently, I think. We have... Um, People tell us all sorts when we're, you know, when we're sitting down in meetings. I've had clients that have had secret lives. Oh, go on. You've got to give us a secret life. They've had gentlemen friends or lady friends. Have um, you had that? Those, that, that This is almost like a, uh, a saga, isn't it, now, where somebody um, that they knew when they were younger, maybe at uh, college, university, a different life, etc., they suddenly leave a lot of money to have you ever yet come across anyone where you, you've had to go and search and find this person that came from a, a life before they, long before they died? I do have instructions with a will that I prepared quite recently with contact numbers of someone that they would like to, is to notify, you know, of the funeral. So with my name in that? <laughs> no, seriously though, you do? Yeah, yeah, we have, we have got that situation at the moment where we've got instructions of where to find this person, telephone numbers for if, for if they obviously die. Yeah, you, you mentioned before these, uh, I've seen, there's programmes on, uh, on, on the goggle box uh, <laughs> uh, which show um, people going searching for, for people who've uh, got, got some right to either, you know, wills or, or possibly uh, some other way that, they, that they've inherited money. Um, have you had much of that? Uh, yeah, we've we've had uh, the family trees where instead of having the air hunter type people coming to us, we're the ones who are doing the hunting for the heirs and you don't uh, jump in your car that sounds far too exciting for a solicitor it would be great to spend our day doing it but i think we're we're probably not the best at uh, doing that side we, we get the fam- able to knock on the door and say uh, are you uh, billy snodgrass or whatever and prove it and the, the person proves it goes out of us and says you inherited two hundred thousand pounds it's 2018 we prefer to write to them or phone them up <laughs> We don't 
tend to go knocking the door. But we, we do do that. Have you had to write letters and say you've inherited Absolutely. large amounts of money? Yeah, substantial yeah. amounts of money. Um, but if you're that distant and it, it's you're sort of looking for 25 distant cousins, it's generally not as much as you'd expect. But mm. certainly, you know, 10 to 15,000 pounds. There's a split pounds. of it, isn't there? Yeah. That can be. But no. it's, it happens more often than you would think. Nobody had a heart attack yet that you've suddenly written to, you've been blamed for afterwards by suddenly discovering they had an awful lot of money? Not that we know of, but you never know. You did say before, Cap, people can, they're not going to refuse their money, I'm sure. But they can refuse things in the world. You said, for instance, they can refuse a cat, a dog. Uh, yeah, yeah. What else can they refuse? I suppose you refuse any. I'm not, I don't want that money. Some, sometimes people refuse their inheritance and ask for it to be redirected. Well, could you please jot my name? <laughs> 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 I, 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 I'm happy to oblige them. Yeah. No, but seriously, you Because they dislike the person, don't feel they, they deserve it? It might be because of their own financial status, in which um, if they inherit the money, then it will take them over the threshold for inheritance tax. So they might want to redirect it down to their children instead or share it more fairly if um, if a beneficiary hasn't had as much as them and you know they feel that, that it should be split more equally. Sarah and Eden, what's the tax liability of somebody... Say I was left 50000 they said, no, not for me, I'm going to give it to my son. Um, if, if you ask us to uh, advise, we can generally do something which involves no tax liability falling on you. Is that when you make the will? Um, well, that's when you make the will, but actually it's when the probate happens and we find out what somebody's actually worth. Yeah. Um, we can then give some advice on some tax-efficient ways to perhaps, perhaps vary it. it, it yeah. This is... This is tax avoidance as opposed to any form of tax Tax planning, I think that is the the word. It's not avoiding tax, it's just... Everybody's trying to avoid the the word avoid at the moment. Yeah, it's just planning, it's planning for the future, which is all we we try and do. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the situations we um, have quite often is you get a married couple, second marriage, and they've not actually made a will, and it might be on the second death all of the estate's going to perhaps two children and not the other one, because that, that daughter wasn't his daughter stepchildren don't count on intestacy so that's my you know sometimes they want to vary things then to, to include somebody i did ask earlier just at what level this 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 expression i haven't got enough to need to make a will is there such a person that that that, that just doesn't have enough to make a will. A tramp would not need to make a will unless he was leaving his little dog or something like that, or, or his hat, which he, he got the money in. I suppose that there has to be some asset value, there has to be some estate of some description, doesn't there? If, if an estate is straightforward, then the will wishes might be exactly the same as the intestacy rules, but I think it's always worthwhile coming in and talking to us about it because you might have a situation where the estate is really simple and straightforward, but a person might just have a have a have a partner rather than actually being married and under the intestacy rules that partner wouldn't wouldn't get anything so i think it's it's always worth coming in and talking to us about it because it might be something that's quite simple but when you when you sit down and and take the advice on that it you know it, the intestacy rules don't cover for partners so you know it's it's definitely worthwhile finally lawyers defend yourself uh, they have things in shops nowadays i saw one in some um, stationery shop the other day uh make a will kit yeah make a will kit uh, why not make a will kit i think it was £12.50 well, why, why not uh, pull your own teeth out or prescribe your own 
medication. I think, we, you know, we, we know what we're doing. We're the professionals. We've spent years training to do this. Um, if you really think it can be done with a shop kit, then, well, good luck. Yeah. So, in other words, spend now, save later. Is that what you're saying? Plan. And, and, get, uh, and get what you wanted to happen as near as you possibly can done. Yeah. And, and if you want to, to pull your own teeth out, get a degree in dentistry. <laughs> no, I don't want to pull my own teeth out. You have noticed I haven't got all of my own. Uh, never mind. Uh, let's leave the, the, the programme where it is. Uh, in, in the studio, Cat Wheeldon and at the same time, Sarah Naden, both from Banerjee and Solicitors, talking about probate talking about inheritance, talking about making of wills, why you should make a will, etc. Why don't you find out more? They're both in Mansfield and in Chesterfield. The uh, producer of the programme was Craig Priest. My name is Tony Delahunty. I suppose I want a silly catch line. Where there's a will, there's a way. Mansfield 103.2's Legal Eagles, brought to you in association with Banner Jones Solicitors. Discuss your legal matters with Banner Jones Solicitors on Mansfield 675 800.